If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome back, Art Curious listeners, to another episode of A Little Curious. And typically, A Little Curious is all about giving you these short and sweet little tidbits about art history in between our normal episodes. But we're doing something just a little bit different today in hopes that you are maybe a little curious about my new audio course, Breaking Barriers, Women Artists of Renaissance Europe. And I know that many of you have already registered for this course, and I want to thank you so much, because after less than a week, we had already reached our Kickstarter goal, which means that the course is officially live. So if you have already registered, then you've probably already started hearing the first few episodes. Thank you for doing that. If you haven't registered yet, I think that this is a wonderful opportunity to introduce you to a little sneak peek of our 21-day course on avid.fm. So on this course, I am giving you these episodes, usually no more than 10 or 15 minutes per day, for 21 days straight. It begins with an introduction to the Renaissance and then carries you through the lives and works of 20 women, from the familiar, with people that we already know, like Sophonisba Anguissola, to people that you may have heard of once or twice, like Lavinia Tierlink and Properzia de Rossi, to the people who are maybe unknown to you like Anastasia or Fede Galizia. Like the best episodes of Art Curious, you're going to get the satisfaction of learning about the Renaissance in depth and a greater capacity for understanding the limits and the barriers to women who were seeking to work professionally in one of the most colorful eras of art history. I would love for you to join me on avid.fm where we have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't like this course, you can get your money back up to 30 days after the start of your course. You can get all of this for just $21.99. So definitely register now. That is more than 220 hours of audio for just less than $22. It's like a dollar a day, and I think you will love it. As a little sweet treat, I'm giving you a look at one of the episodes that we have already dropped on avid.fm slash Jennifer. And at avid.fm slash Jennifer, you can also register for the course if you haven't already. Stay tuned for this exclusive course preview right after this short break. And stay curious. There are streaming services that are meant to turn our brains off, you know, to provide you with some mindless entertainment. But then there's Wondrium, a streaming service that is meant to blow your mind. Recently, I started watching a really great program called The Great Tours, a guided tour of ancient Egypt that really takes you to all of the important sites and some sites that you probably have never heard of that are important for Egyptian art, monuments, and their history and religious beliefs. I was enthralled. Wondrium has thousands of audio and video learning experiences to feed our curiosity. 
And these are courses that go much further than what we'd find just searching the web. Wondrium's content is fun and exciting, and it gives us access to a world of knowledge from the top experts and storytellers around the world, with documentaries, tutorials, and collections from Kino Lorber, Magellan TV, Craftsy, and more, covering practically any subject you can imagine. Plus, it also includes all of your old favorites from the great courses. So join me and experience your own mind-blowing moments with Wondrium. Right now, my listeners can get this special offer, which is a free month of unlimited access to Wondrium's entire library. So go now to wondrium.com art to sign up today. That's wondrium, W-O-N-D-R-I-U-M dot com slash art. Everyone has faced the problem. What gift should I give someone? What to give yourself when you're just sitting at home? What to give a friend or your parents? What to give your wife, your husband, your partner? Or to your children or a colleague at work? If there's anything that I've learned over the last year, it's that everyone loves puzzles, especially me. Wooden Puzzles from Unidragon solves this problem uniquely. Why do people love Unidragon puzzles? Each puzzle piece has its own unique shape, and it's very interesting and challenging for both children and adults. Each puzzle is packed in a beautiful premium wooden gift box, and their incredibly colorful designs are tantalizing. With new puzzles being released every month, you have so many options to surprise and delight someone special in your life. These gifts allow for novelty, and they certainly have that wow effect. I recently got a puzzle that shows this beautiful landscape of the Italian Riviera. It's just a wonderful escape while I am still working part-time at home. So you should check out Unidragon yourself. To do this, go to unidragon.com and use my promo code ART10 to get 10% off. So remember, it's Unidragon, U-N-I-Dragon-D-R-A-G-O-N.com and use the promo code ART10. Welcome back to Breaking Barriers, Women Artists of Renaissance Europe. In our last episode, we learned about the life and work of the great Sofonisba Anguissola. And today we are checking back in with the Anguissola clan to highlight the other Anguissola daughters, focusing in especially on Sofonisba's talented sister, Lucia. As always, a quick reminder before we jump into today's class on the other Anguissola artists. You can find a PDF with images and reading recommendations specific to today's episode on avid.fm. I encourage you to take the time to enjoy the images while I speak today, but if you don't want to, that is okay too. So anyhow, let's get started. We are headed back to Cremona, Italy for today's class. Back to the noble family of the Anguissolas. Sofonisba, as you will recall, was raised by a father, Amilcare who greatly valued education for all of his children, not just his son, at a time when presenting girls with the opportunity to learn about classical thought and literature was uncommon for most people, to say the least. And this was an educational opportunity that Elena, the second eldest Anguissola child, and Lucia, their third eldest, had enjoyed as well. Given that all three girls were taught under the same roof, it's not surprising to note similarities between their works, especially in terms of subject matter. But what's interesting about Lucia in particular is that she seemed to have excelled at a faster rate than Sofonisba, her older sister, even if, overall, she perhaps wasn't quite as inventive. 
and indeed, it looks like contemporary critics had expected her to outshine her famous older sister, and believed that she could have actually overtaken her if it weren't for the sad reality that Lucia died when she was just 20 years old. In the 1600s, her work was being praised by biographer Filippo Baldinucci, an early art historian and artistic biographer like his other counterpart, Giorgio Vasari, both of whom believed that, in Baldinucci's words, Lucia would have graduated to becoming, quote, a better artist than even Sofonisba, unquote. Lucia and Elena both accompanied Sofonisba, their oldest sister, in being apprenticed to two local painters in their hometown of Cremona. And after their first teacher, Bernardo Campi, relocated to Milan, then Sofonisba took over teaching painting for all of her younger siblings. I can only imagine that with multiple children in the same house, all trying to achieve parity in the same subjects, that there was no lack of sibling rivalry in the Anguissola household. And as the other most talented of the bunch, it's possible that Lucia felt this most keenly. This is a theory that has led to a particular kind of interpretation of one of Lucia's best-known works, her self-portrait from 1557. In this painting, she presents herself sitting and holding a book in one hand while the other rests on her heart. She's dressed beautifully in proper, somber, dark colors with a lace collar and braided hair, but it is her expression that is the most interesting part of this portrait. Unlike her sister's portrait at the easel, which we discussed in our last class, Lucia's face doesn't project confidence or assurance. Instead, there's a look in her eye that is harder to read. Is she more distant or guarded, perhaps? It's something that seems to set Lucia apart from her sister, in terms of the extant works that we know today are by her. There's more of a sense of melancholy. In the case of at least one historian, this has been psychoanalyzed as Lucia's feelings about being in her older sister's shadow, of following in her footsteps, and of feeling inferior. It's an interpretation that has also extended to the interpretation of portraits of Lucia that were painted by Sofonisba such as her image in Sofonisba's The Chess Game. Now, whether or not this is true, though, is impossible to know. But it is an interesting idea. Thank you for listening to this short preview of my exclusive course with Avid.fm, Breaking Barriers, Women of Renaissance Europe. For more stories of the unexpected, the slightly odd, and the strangely wonderful in art history, subscribe now to the Art Curious Podcast on the podcatcher of your choice. You can also follow on Spotify or download and listen in on our website, artcuriouspodcast.com. And a reminder again that I will read your name and thank you in these episode credits for your support if you donate tax-free at our website, artcuriouspodcast.com. I'll catch you back here next week for our finale on our continuing series on Cursed Art, and then back with you after that with some bonus content for the rest of the summer. See you soon!